Good morning, hallelujah. When the spirit of the Lord falls upon my face, I will dance like David danced. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Dance, dance, dance. Thank you, Jesus. Another first Sunday to be in the land of the living. God is good and greatly to be praised. We truly thank God for this blessed day. It's the first Sunday in what month is it? June. Hallelujah. When, when you're moving in the Holy Ghost, sometimes you do lose some things. So I forgot what month it was. Praise God. And the brothers came and reminded me it was first Sunday. But the, thing, the good thing about it, I know it was Sunday. Hallelujah. I was in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. Amen. Being in place. I'm truly thankful for the Lord on today. Thankful for everybody being here. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and them that dwell therein. Hallelujah. And we are them that dwell therein. Come on, let's just clap our hands in the sanctuary, wherever you're at. Amen. Lift your hands and give God a praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. I can't say it enough. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, do you know God says he's going to do everything forever? You know, we're going to live for him, uh, live for him forever. Amen. God is forever with us. He's forever with us. No matter what's going on, he's forever with us. No matter what happens, he said, no matter where we find ourselves, he's with us. And that's a good, and that's a good thing to know, a good place to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome in the house of the Lord today. Our prayer is that God says something, amen, that will help you, help me, amen, help us to move from point A to point B in our lives. How many know that you cannot do something? You got to do something. You cannot stand still and expect something to happen in your life. You got to get actively involved in it. And it is it's been a challenge this year, amen. It's been a challenge that we had to get actively involved because everybody's saying stay home, stay at home, be safe, social distancing, and all of those things. But you know what's so mighty in everything? It's that we had an opportunity to get closer to God. We had an opportunity to work on our relationship. And possibly uh, with you, amen, but I know with me, amen, I had an opportunity to get closer, amen. Anybody had an opportunity to get closer? Anybody has gotten any clarity from the voice of the Lord? I know that we have on the prayer line, amen. God speaks to us every morning, praise God. And it's amazing how God transforms our day for us through the prayer line, amen. Every morning, 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, praise God. I guess I'm not full of songs today. I'm full of something else. So how about I just go ahead and start talking Amen. About what God has blessed us because this is the first Sunday, praise God. And I don't want to rush through what I believe the Lord has given me on today. But really, 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 I believe that we as families, amen, we have to be intentional, intentional about communicating with each other. First of all, I believe that whatever family unit that you have, and, of course, God has established a traditional family, and we know that that's mom, dad, children, and so forth and so on. But whatever you have as a support, because I'm not demonizing 
anything because God said, let the wheat and the tear grow together and I'll do the separating when I come. So I have no demonizing for anything, but yet we stand on the word of God and what the word of God says is right and what the word of God says that is true. What I'm saying this morning is let's utilize whatever time we have as a family. Let's do a wellness check in our families. A wellness check in our families. What are you talking about? Well, whatever time we can get together, whatever the dinner time is or whatever it is that you have, sit with your family, praise God. And let's begin to intentionally ask each other what has gone on in our day. What's going on in our day? What's going on with you? What's on your mind? I believe that's a good place to start. What's going on with you? What's on your mind? And let's not accept that answer. I'm okay. No, no, no. We're not, we're not dismissing that you're okay. But tell me what's happened in your day. Tell me what's going on inside of your heart, your head. Amen. Because the family unit is still, that, that gathering, that nucleus of support, that's still a base where we should move from and move into. How about a wellness check? A wellness check. A weekly, daily wellness check is what we're looking for today. My soul loves Jesus. My soul loves Jesus. My soul loves Jesus. Bless his name. My soul loves Jesus. My soul loves Jesus. My soul loves Jesus. Bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you all. What a mighty God we serve. Welcome, 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 welcome. We thank and we praise God. God, for everyone being in the sanctuary, praise God, and being here, being seeing our sisters, blessings coming, amen, blessing us in the sanctuary, praise God. Sister Regina, I do believe we have souls, souls, Sister Regina, I believe we have those back there, bring two of them up front, amen, thank you, Jesus. So, what are we going to do this morning? Let's talk about a living faith, a living faith, a faith that's alive. Somebody help me say living faith, living faith. That's our thought for the day, living faith, living faith. Y'all have to pray with me as I, I move into this. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful, wonderful, exciting week that I'm coming out of. Praise God. I think inside, everything inside of me is still running somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Uh, of course, um, I'll, I'll, sow, I'll sow those announcements for last. What did I say? Living faith. Living faith. Living faith. And scripture text is Matthew 17, amen, and verse 20. 
says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. We'll get back there at another time as we go on. But how many, how many know we have to do this week in the news? This week in the news. Why? Why? I just believe down in my heart of hearts. When I was a little boy in church, the pastor talked about what was going on in the community. Hallelujah. He was aware of what was going on in the community. And the church was where all the dynamics of relationships took place. Everything kind of happened there. Now let's transfer it where we are now. We know that there's a lot of things that has happened in the faith community. We're not exceptional to any specific denomination or anything of that nature. Throughout the church, the body of Christ has had issues. Amen. And uh, the scripture goes on to say that judgment will begin household of faith praise God and some people had said during this transition to where we are now that has taken place so that's why we bring information and why we talk about what's going on in the news because I believe it's relevant to time and space and where we are to somehow the Holy Ghost to connect these dots for us to help us help our perspective of where we are individually and personally and then the Holy Ghost is such a genius and so innovative that it would help us to understand how we should operate as a group of people, as the body of Christ. So this week in the news, and this is so troubling, praise God. I am troubled. Anybody troubled? Amen. Amen. Troubled. Amen. But not to the point that we are in fear because we do not have, we do not operate from a place of fear. But we do operate from a place of concern. We do operate from a place of wanting, uh, being uncomfortable. Amen. And remembering that this world is not our home. All we're doing is passing through. Hallelujah. Thank God for young men in the house. Thank God for everybody in the house on the day. Well, our judge, a judge, amen. U.S. District Court Judge Mr. Robert Benitez of the Southern District of California said that the state's assault weapon ban was un, is unlawfully depriving law-abiding Californians of the right to own firearms that are commonly owned in other states and do not fall under the Supreme Court's definition of a assault weapon. So Judge Benitez overturned a 30-year ban on assault weapons. Assault weapons. Assault weapons. I got to take my time. Assault weapons are used during wartime. They are used to quickly and effectively kill a lot of people. 
quickly, quickly and effectively, you can kill uh, 15 to uh, 20 people or even more. Amen. That AR-15, that AR-15, that rifle has a magazine that will hold 30 rounds. 30 rounds. And if you band them together, you tape them together, and you stagger them, you have 90 rounds at your hand. You can put in one magazine, flip it, put in another magazine, flip it, pull in another magazine. That's 90 rounds. 90 rounds, 30 rounds per magazine when you stagger them. This is a weapon for war, a weapon for war. I had an opportunity to interview a Vietnam veteran. There's a paper that is in the armed forces. They discontinued it because of the budget cuts, but it's called the Stars and Stripes. So during the Vietnam era, when they had black Marines in Vietnam, the only way to keep contact with the letter were letters and what was in the Stars and Stripes. Now, mind you, Vietnam War, the UN determined that the larger assault-type weapons that United States of America had, the UN banned those weapons because they were not, they were overpowerful to use in war in Vietnam. But yet, in the Stars and Stripes, the black Marines would read the paper and find out in Chicago and in Philadelphia and in other cities across the nation where we're predominantly black people, praise God. The weapons that were banned not to use in Vietnam were the weapons that were used during the 60s. In 1969, they got rid of the M14 and they brought in the M16, which was a lighter weapon, but it carried a 20-round magazine, which you could tape it together, and now you have 60 rounds. And it was lighter, faster. These weapons are weapons of mass destruction. So I'm in my mind trying to figure out why would a judge who was appointed or elected to be a judge, why would he want to overturn a ban on assault weapon? I just think this is just me. This is just me. The decision made by Judge Benitez these weapons are deemed weapons of mass destruction when you look at what happened in the church in Charleston South Carolina and in school campuses across this nation these weapons assault weapons are being used so I just raise this that those who can vote vote be attentive, be connected to what's going on in our nation.
because democracy is on the world stage. And we are a young country experiencing democracy and democracy has never worked anywhere else, but look how far we have gone. We see that our voters' rights are being tampered with in a major way. We have got to actively engage, amen. We must actively engage ourselves because we're still one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. This is the land and the free home of the brave. I spent 22 years in the United States Marine Corps and my family has about 85 years of service and still serving our country. And our first service is unto God. I'm very concerned, not worried, but concerned. And, so, and, it's a, and it's a bigger, greater concern. Let me keep myself calm. Uh, a bigger, greater concern where we have a former general, Michael Flynn, says a coup should happen here in America like what happened in Burma. And what are you talking about is that the military stood up and over and took over the country. Hmm. And that was followed by Arizona. Arizona is going to be using tear gas to execute inmates on death row. Yes, tear gas. And tear gas was banned at one time because of the process the suffering that you go through. That's why I moved to the uh, electric chair. Tear gas. Gas chamber. Like the ones used by uh, Hitler to get rid of the Jews. Large gas chambers. Really no surprise there. And guess what? Hitler was, ins was inspired by the eugenics movement, the eugenics movement. Let me remind you of what the religionics movement is. The religionics movement, eugenics movement, is the study of how to arrange the reproduction within a human population to increase the occur occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable. And this was developed by Sir Francis Galton. We talked about this earlier uh, during the year. And it's a method of improving the human race. Eugenics was increasingly discredited because they first presented it as a scientific fact. But it was discredited and really found out that it was racially biased especially after adoption of its doctrine by Nazis in order to justify their treatment of Jews, disabled people, and other minority groups. But these, the, the, the stench of what that is still resides in high places in our government. Saints, we just got to open up our eyes and see what's happening around us and be aware, be aware. 
This week, as we continue to look at what's happening, this week the nation marked 100 years of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, and President Biden went and spoke there and said it was horrific and it never should have happened. And just when you think it was all over, once again, former President Trump comes in and says that he's going to re He's going to be reinstated as the president in August. This is the country in which we live in. We have the World Health Organization calls for America to send all the excess, excess vaccines, send it into Africa because Africa is now beginning to experience what we were experiencing in months past. So when we are constantly hearing this type of news, and it seems that we as people are going in reverse rather than going forward, it's only repeated again and again and again, and you can't help from beginning to have doubts. There are some whom had been plagued by doubt, plagued by doubt, and have simply lost faith. But today we're talking about a living faith a faith that will come alive, a faith that will help us through as we continue to go through, a faith that will help us to everything that we have seen, heard, and experienced because faith has brought us this far and faith is going to lead us on. How many know that their faith is working today? Hallelujah. I know that some days it may seem as if there is no brighter or no better things taking place. I know there'll be some days when I cannot or you may not be able to see your way forward. When these, when these days come, uh, fear not and take comfort. Take comfort. Take comfort in what Jesus said to disciples. Hallelujah. There's some good news. Somebody said good news. Good news. The good news is that Jesus said to his disciples when they displayed little faith in Matthew 17 and 20. It says, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here, there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. The disciples, the disciples have been given the authority to do healing. That same authority that the disciples was given, we have access to, but they did not Yet, they had not yet learned how to activate or use or know how to power work or how to engage or tap into the power that they had. Jesus in the 17th chapter, amen, he was frustrated. And his frustration is with the unbelieving and unresponsive generation in which he was speaking to. Some of what we have today. His disciples were merely a reflection of the attitude in existence. So sometimes I'm, I, I scratch my head, but being in the beltway a few weeks ago, praise God, I realized that we can't make sense of what's going on in the beltway because most of the information, most of the, mm, what's the word? Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Mm. I'll just say it like this. Washington, D.C., where all our legislature is coming from, is being 
mandated by 26 to 35-year-olds. Why? Because these are the aides that are reading and studying and doing things, and they're presenting information and facts to those who have been elected to be in. Do you all know what I'm saying? You got 25 and 30, 25 to 35 year olds who are literally doing the monologue or designing the message or recommending legislator that's coming forth to monitor or to regulate everything that's going on in the nation. Anyway, <laughs> nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. So how do you appropriate the power? Or in other words, did they not know the power? They did not know how the power worked or how to engage the power. Unresponsive generation. So what or what we have today? His disciples were merely a reflection of the attitude that's going on around here. Jesus' purpose was not to criticize the disciples. That's not what he was doing. He wanted to engage them to a greater faith. Somebody say greater faith. It's our desire to encourage you today taking another step towards Faith Mountain. Hallelujah. I'm calling that what you have to do tomorrow, the next day, what you have going on this week. I'm calling it Faith Mountain. Just take another step. We want to encourage you to take another step towards that mountain. You see, the disciples were not able to cast out the devil because uh, the, the, the man that brought his son, his child to them, and they were not able to do it, huh? Jesus came and did it. He cut and crossed the field. So after it all over, they asked Jesus, why? Why were we not able to do it? I don't know about you, but it's okay, you know, to ask Jesus why. Ask the Lord why. Why weren't I? Why was I not able to? Especially when you read it in the Word, and you try to move in it, and it does not happen. Don't sit there and go numb and be discouraged. You go back to the Father and ask again. Go knocking. Go asking. Go seeing. Go seeking. Why is not? Why isn't this happening? For me, hallelujah. Just don't take, uh, uh, just don't take the first no, amen. When you get that no, amen, there's a yes behind it. When you get that no understanding that that's not a good place for you to be. Hmm. Jesus, we can ask Jesus why. Ask the Holy Ghost why. Why am I not? Why? Why? Don't assume like sometimes I do. I assume that it's something that I did. Sometimes it's not something that you did. Sometimes it's just not for you to have it at that point. Maybe we're not mature enough, hallelujah, to receive what we're asking for at that time. So ask him why am I not able to do so? Most times, though, we already know the answer. <laughs> we know the answer to it because our faith has been unemployed or our faith is dead. Our faith has been dormant. We've not been exercising our faith. Just like if we don't go to the gym, amen, and exercise our natural body, we're going to see what the results are. The same thing happens in the spirit, amen, if we're not exercising our faith, if we're not walking by faith and not by sight. And I tell you, the last months, amen, if you have not had a focus on God, then your faith 
amen, would have been challenged. And the challenge of that came to us, who came to us through our faith, two things are going to happen. Either we're going to do it, engage, and move. Either we're going to stop and sit on the side of the road and wait. Hallelujah. Jesus pointed out for the disciples that their lack of faith, it is not the lack of faith. It is not the faith that moves things, but it's the power of God that moves things, not our faith. It's the power of God that moves mountains. But faith must be present, amen, in us for God to move the mountain. Praise God. We have to have faith, amen, in God, amen. The faith in ourselves because God is in us. Faith in God that God's going to move that mountain. Faith must be present, amen, must be present. The mustard seed is the smallest particle imaginable. Even small, so undeveloped faith would be efficient to move a mountain. Perhaps they had tried to cast out the devil with their own ability rather than God's ability. And sometimes we're trying to do things of our own. We're trying to do things with our knowledge. We're trying to do things with the things that we have, our might. We get weak. Amen. We get overwhelmed. Hallelujah. We're talking about living faith today. There is a great power. There's great power. There is a great power, and it is great power in faith. Amen. When God is with us. If we feel weak or or powerless or as believers, we should examine our faith, making sure that we are trusting not on our own abilities to produce results, but trusting in God. How many trust in God today? There's a trust in God today. You came to hear something today. I came to hear something today. I believe God, by faith, is going to say something to me today. Well, well, Pastor, uh, things seem to be a bit out of hand right now. Yes, they are. I'll ask you to have just a little more faith in God. Yes, yes, we can't live under a rock. Things are happening here and there and everywhere. We must continue to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Matthew in Matthew 20, 17, Jesus wasn't condemning the disciples for substandard faith. This wasn't a beat down, praise God. This was not a beat down of them. He was trying to show how important faith would be in their future. Amen. Faith is important now, but faith is more important in our future. Saints of the Most High God, when a retired uh, general can, who wore the uniform for years can talk about a military takeover Things are not where we would like them to be, but we're not concerned because we have prayer. If you're facing a problem that seems as big and as immovable as a mountain, turn your eyes from the mountain and look to Jesus. Look to Jesus for more faith. Only then will your work for Jesus become alive and vibrant. We're talking about a living faith today. I like to raise verse 21. Jesus was teaching that some work for God is more difficult than other work. And work requires a greater level of faith, a greater dependence on God. So what I'm saying is this, where we are in life, what brought you from where you were to where you are right now took faith. And because of that faith that you used, you were exercising that faith and getting prepared for the next battle that's going to take place. God promised me something. God promised you something. God promised 
at something. And we must remember, praise God, that there's nothing too hard for God. And God wants us to be reminded that he is going to give us exactly what he said he was going to give us. He's going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. Faith without works is dead. I've got to engage in that thing. We've got to remember, if we look at the Bible, that, 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 that God said he promised the promised land, amen, to Abraham's descendants. Praise God. He said, I'm going to bless you. Hallelujah. I'm going to bless your seed. I'm going to multiply that seed. I'm going to multiply that seed as the sands are on the beaches of the world. And I am going to, and your, and your seed is going to possess the gate of the enemy. We're Abraham's seed, praise God. But even looking at the children of Israel having the promised land, they had to go in and fight for it. Exercising our faith in the times of struggle, amen, we are fighting for what we know is ours. If we had some toddlers, amen, let's say a toddler that, that is the only child, praise God, uh, and then they get into a group where there's more than one, and let's say uh, some toddlers came over and visit that toddler who's the only child's home, what do we normally see? When, when one of the toddlers go pick up a toy, that one toddler will say, no, that's what? No, that's, that's no, that's... We have to get that attitude as it relates to faith. We've got to exercise our faith. And when the devil tries to take something from us, we've got to say, no, that's mine. Amen. It belongs to me. Amen. It belongs to me. When God has promised and he's given you an assurance, amen, that he has done, he has given, he has moved, you got to say, that's mine. Somebody help me say living faith. Living faith, living faith. When the verse talks about prayer, and fasting, it does not mean that prayer and fasting alone is accomplishing a miracle, praise God. Because Jesus went on to say that these kind come out only by prayer and through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting are indicators that our faith is alive. Prayer and fasting is the indicators that we have discipline to pray, amen. Fasting and praying, amen, are indicators that we have humility when we are before God. And let me remind us that each day we're standing before God. Did you hear me say that? Each day we're standing before God. There is no day that we're not standing before God. There is no day, no time that God has not had a, a, a bird's eye view into our lives and what we're doing. That's why life will cause us to live by faith and have a faith that's alive. Philippians 4, 10 through 14, it, it, it takes us a little farther to see this. Everything we have, everything we have comes from God's provisions. Amen. Everything that I have, everything that you have comes from God's provisions. And I'm so thankful, amen, for the provisions that God has blessed us with. Philippians 4, amen, starting in verse 14, Paul wrote like this. Everything we have comes from God. Everything that we have is his provision. Praise God. Rejoice greatly. Paul says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. Hallelujah. We got to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul rejoiced greatly in the Lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for me. This is Paul talking to the Philippians. The Corinthians and the other church had great abundance of stuff. But this, the Philippian church that had just a little bit, they had enough faith and they wanted to care for Paul, while Paul was locked up in prison. So Paul says, I re rejoice greatly 
in the Lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for me. And he goes on and say, indeed, you were concerned about me before, but now you have the opportunity to show it. And that's what they did. Hallelujah. Not that I speak from any personal need. Paul said, I'm not, I'm not speaking for my personal needs. I'm not speaking from there. I have learned to be content. And saints of the most high God, we must learn to be content in the fact that we know who God is. Yes, you know who God is. You can't compare your knowledge to God based on someone else's knowledge for God. But you can, you can compare your knowledge for God based on what God has done for you. You have a story where God has moved in your life. So Paul says, not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content. I've learned, amen, self-sufficiency through Christ, and I am satisfied to point where I am not disturbed or uneasy. Saints to the Most High God, because of our relationship with Christ Jesus, even though we must know the news and hear the news, at the end of the day, we are content and we're not disturbed by it because my faith is alive and your faith is alive and my faith can touch your faith and your faith touches, our faith touches. And then we begin to speak those things that are not as though they were. We begin to look to the hills which cometh our help, know that all of our help comes from the Lord God. Even though the situations and circumstances are right in our face, they're right outside the front door, amen. The circumstances that are taken across this nation, all it takes is for us to go down on bended knees and pray and exercise our faith that the size of a mustard seed, our faith becomes alive. And when our faith becomes alive, we speak to God and we know that he said we're two or three are gathered together. There I am in the midst of there's more than one or two of us in here. And we also know that one put away a thousand and two put away 10,000 and the number goes on and on and on. So faith without works is dead. So we have to exercise our faith until our faith becomes alive. And when my faith is alive, I know it. Praise God. I know it because I see things going on. Paul went on to say, I know how to get along and I know how to live humbly. See, if you keep on living this life, life has a way of teaching you some things. How many learn some things from life? Amen. How many learn some hard lessons from life? Praise God. How many have stepped in a hole that you necessarily did not have to step in if you would just waited on God? How, how, how? I know how to get along, Paul says, and I know how to live humbly in difficult times. Saints to the most high God, we're in difficult times and God did not allow us to come into these difficult times without knowledge to know that this is difficult times. These are hard times. Somebody help me say hard times. Hard times. Let's say it like you mean it. Say it like you felt that the last time you felt the enemy attack you. Hard times. That's what we're living in. Hard times. And I refuse, amen, to live through something and not be rewarded. Y'all don't help me in here. I refuse to walk and live in this life and not get what's mine. Remember what the toddler say? Give me what's mine. Give me what's mine. We have to take back what we know is ours. Thank you. God for Jesus. So in these uneasy times, in these uncertain times, regardless of the circumstances, Paul said, I know how to get along. I know how to get along. Somebody help me say, I know how to get along. I know how to get along. Hallelujah. Have you increased your prayer life? 
Has your prayer life been increased? Praise God. I also know how to enjoy the abundance and live in prosperity in, 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 in any way. Hallelujah. And in every circumstances, I've learned, amen, the secret of facing life. Amen. We got to get up every day. We got to get up every day. We got to take one day at a time. The secret of, of, of facing what's going on in your day is showing up. The secret of facing what's going on in your day is showing up. 90% of our battles are lost because we don't show up. Either we show up late or we don't show up at all. Think to the most high God, if, you would just, if we would just get ourselves into a place, if we would get ourselves into a motion, if you're rowing a boat, there's a certain movement that you must utilize to uh, cause those oars to be in sync, praise God. If you're roaring by yourself or you're oaring with someone else, praise God, you can look at it in life. And if we allow the rhythm of our prayer, the rhythm of our faith that's alive to engage, amen, it will help us to move as Paul moved. Paul said, I've learned to live in abundance. I've learned to live in prosperity. In, in any and every circumstances, I've learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry. Somebody help me. Well-fed or what? Well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or whether in need. And here's where it gets real good, saints. In living faith, amen, the simplicity of going back to Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things, amen. I can do all things which he has called me to do. How many know that God has called you? Right where you're sitting right now, God has called you and you can do all things through Christ because he's called you to do so. I can do all things through Christ, hallelujah, who strengthens me and empowers me. What does he strengthen me? What does he strengthen and empowers me to do? He strengthens and empowers me to fulfill my purpose. Amen. I am sufficient in Christ. It's not me. It's Christ that live inside. It's not you. It's not me. It's Christ to live inside. I've got sufficiency in Christ Jesus. I'm ready for anything. Amen. And equal to anything. I'm ready for anything. I'm equal for anything because God designed me to be ready for anything. God designed me to be equal with everything. And if I want to meet the design that God has on me, I cannot go and grab another book. I've got to grab the book, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. I've got to read it and understand it. This is the owner's manual. This is the manual. Manual. This is the instruction. This is what I need. And all I've got to do is understand, amen, that I must visit this book on a daily basis. Somebody say on a daily basis, I've got to visit the book. So I'm ready for anything and I'm equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength, confidence, and peace. You see, when we exercise our faith, we find some peace. When we exercise our faith, we find some confidence. When we exercise our faith and our faith is alive, we find some things that are, are brought right in our lives. See, nevertheless, it was right for you to share with me. He's still talking to the Philippians. It's right for you to share with me in my difficulties. We must share, amen, what we have the Bible said the poor will always be among us. Amen. We see the poor everywhere. And by and by and by and by and by. One day. Amen. One day. One day. Two days. Amen. You don't never know where you may end up. Amen. So we must share. Amen. Nevertheless, 
It was right for you to share, Paul says, with me, amen, in my difficulties. Paul was content because he could see life through God's point of view. Somebody say God's point of view. Walking by faith and not by sight. Yesterday, with all the news flashing across the screens and in your phones and in my phone, we've got to look at our lives through God's point of view. Amen. God's point of view. Paul focused on what he was supposed to do and not what he felt he should do. Paul focused on what he was what? Supposed to do and not what he felt he should do. Paul had his priorities straight and Paul was grateful for everything God had given him. I am grateful today. I want to know are you grateful for what God is doing in your life? Are you grateful for what God has done in your life? I am grateful. Well, what Paul did, he detached himself from, from everything except the essentials. Anything that was non-essential, Paul detached himself away from it so that he would not concentrate on the things, hallelujah, that were natural, but he was concentrating on the things that were eternal. Amen. He was looking for those things which were to come. So often the desire for more or better possessions is really a longing, amen, that comes to fill an empty place, amen, where God should be. Hallelujah. There's an empty place in me. There's an empty place in you. Praise God. It should not be empty. And the natural thing is the natural mind. You want to get something that's pleasing. You mustn't want to get something that's desirable. You want to get something to put in that hole. Praise God. And it can't be money. It can't be a car. It can't be a house. It can't be anything like that. Because if you put anything in God's place, amen, it is not going to work. Don't try and fool God's place, amen, with anything other than God. Yes, yes, we're doing the past, the past few months, praise God. There's been, you may have felt empty. And why I'm going this way is during this past few months, amen, there may have been a time where you have felt empty. So I want you to look at yourself, amen, do a self-evaluation, amen. Let's look at that. What? What you drawn to during these times, hallelujah, when you felt empty inside? Who or what filled that space? Well, Paul talks about a true contentment, and you can find true contentment through a perspective on life that comes from the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible, and the Bible gives us how we should set the priorities in our lives. The Bible also tells us where our power source comes from. Well, there, uh, uh, people may have power, organizations may have power, but my Bible tells me that God has all power. So why should I fear man who could only destroy this natural body and not fear God who can destroy my soul? I'm looking for all power to be exemplified in my life. There may be some organizations. There may be people who are always flexing about what they can do, talking about the power that we have. But I need to call on Luke, amen, chapter 10. And it says, the joyous, the joyous results, joyous, joyous results, amen. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, now this is the other side of that, even the demons were subject to us in your name. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. 
Listen carefully. I have given you authority. This is what Jesus is telling the disciples. This is what I'm regurgitating to you. Jesus said, I've given you authority. He's given you authority. He's given me authority. We possess that authority. And what authority do we possess? We possess the authority, amen, to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise the authority. Sing to the most high God when your faith is living, amen. That means you're exercising your faith daily. And because you're exercising your faith daily, amen, you possess and you understand a little bit of how to move things forward in your life. You have to exercise your authority over everything. Over all of the power of the enemy that Satan will send your way, you got power. And nothing will in any way harm you. Fear comes to paralyze us. Fear comes to cause us not to move, but take a leap of faith. Matter of fact, a hind feet leap of faith. Paul goes on to write, nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice in the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Rejoice in the fact that you have life after death. Rejoice in the fact that you can speak those things that are not as though they were. Rejoice in the fact that any time that you stand up and say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you and the Lord rebuke you, he has to stop. Amen. And there's nothing that he can do. Amen. When you call on the blood of Jesus, I thank God for living faith. Uh, what does living faith say? Living faith says your faith is alive. That means your faith is alive in you. It moves, it breathes, it compels, it motivates, it changes. Amen. I even hear the word in the Holy Ghost, transitional faith. Because your faith is alive, you can transition when things happen. Praise God. Anything you're doing, praise God. I don't care who you are, where you are. If something, amen, comes toward your face, you're going to move. You got to move. You got to do. There's a transition that takes place. Think to the most high God. When you exercise your faith and your faith is alive, there's things that's transitioning on the inside of you. Think to the most high God. Your fear, amen, will dissipate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When your faith is alive, amen, your faith is breathing. Hallelujah. I remember my oldest daughter. She had asthma, praise God, and she had fainted down in the fellowship hall years ago. It came upstairs in, the, in, in service because she was in children's church and, and came and got me. And I walked downstairs. Holy Ghost said, walk downstairs, take your time. I walked in the room and there she was, eyes rolling back in her head. And I looked at my child and the man in me said, oh, my God. But the Holy Ghost spoke up. He said, just pick her up and tell her to breathe. Just pick her up and tell her to breathe. Hallelujah. You don't have to fight for breath, baby. God gave you breath. Saint to the most high God, there's time and time and time again. You're going to have to tell the devil no. Hallelujah. And sometimes that devil is the devil in me, the enemy in me. We've got to bind the devil. We know when God is talking to us. I know when the Holy Ghost is talking, and I know when my flesh is talking, and I know when God says no. I know when God says yes. I know when God says stop. I know when God says go. You know. We know. We have to have a living faith, a faith that's alive, a faith that's breathing, a faith that's existing. Our faith must be in existence for it to be used. Amen. And how many know that faith is a gift? Hallelujah. 
Faith is a gift. Hallelujah. It's given to us. Amen. It's packaged in a nice bow. It's, it's, it's that best Christmas wrapping that you see. I don't know how you are on Christmas morning eh? when all the presents are under the tree. Praise God. And you see the big box. I don't know if you're thinking, is that box got my name on it? Praise God. Or whose box is that? I don't know, saint to the most high God. But I tell you like this. When I look at the big boxes, amen, I'm wondering if it's my name. Okay, and if it's got my name on it, I can look at the box all day long. I can look at the box, praise God, and imagine what's in it. Hallelujah. But if I don't open up the box, saint to the most high God, if we don't open up our box, if we don't open up our box of faith, if we don't open up the eyes of our understanding, and how can I open up the eyes of my understanding? I got to humble myself to God, and God will speak to me. Amen. I'm not going to allow my perception to become my reality. I want the word of God to, to be river of living water springing up. Spring up, oh well, down on the inside of me. Spring up, oh well, and show me where I need to be. We're talking about a living faith today. A living faith today. Existing faith today. We're talking about active, amen. A faith that's active, praise God. Do you know 90% of the things that happen in our life? Well, the Holy Ghost, they don't put a percentage on it. You know the things that happen in our lives. Sometimes, praise God, it's the direct, direct, it, it's, it, it comes directly because of our choices, praise God. And because of our choices, circumstances come. But yet in that, God says everything is working together for the good of them who love me and those who are called according to my purpose. And so when he's saying that our faith is alive, yet in that, when I find myself wrong, I can correct the right by repentance. And once I repent, amen, God comes in and he changes that circumstance around. Amen. Active faith, God. When you're actively doing it, praise God automatically it's going to rise up in you. It's going to rise up in me. Amen. Spring up, oh well. There's a well down in us, but we have to engage and work and move. And then the last word I've got for living faith, it's got to be quick. It's got to be quick. It's got to be quick. You can't think about it. You got to be about it. You got to do it. You got to do it in an instant. You don't always have time to fall down on bended knees and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, can you hear me now, God? You don't have all that time. But because your faith is active and because your faith is quick, all you got to do is call on that name, Jesus. And I know that many have had to call on the name of Jesus. And once you call on the name of Jesus in an emergency situation, Jesus automatically slips in and he flips the script immediately. Have you ever had that happen in your life? Uh, yes, we've had it time and time and time again. So across our nation, we see up evil. We see evil everywhere. But greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in this world. Uh, and we must understand that our God is a great God. And there's nobody greater. There's nobody greater. Nobody greater than him. Uh, God has brought us six miles across this year. Amen. This is the sixth month, the month of June. In the sixth day, God created man. We get a hold on, saints. Things are getting ready to turn. Amen. Things are getting ready to turn. Things are turning, and it's going to cause our faith, amen, to engage. Praise God. And we must be alive in engaging our faith. Living faith today. Living faith today. 
faith is alive. Our faith must be alive. Our faith must breathe. Our faith must exist. Our faith must be active. Our faith must be quick. We have got to utilize this prep time. The prep time from March 13th last year up until now, a time of preparation, a space in which we have been given to move and grow in the faith gym. There's a faith gym. There's a faith gym. And the bench press, the heavy weight, the heavy burden is in our heart. The Bible says that we could bring our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Let us stand. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. That's where our happiness will start. At the cross. At the cross. With heads bowed. Just pray with me out loud. Father in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. Create within me a clean heart. And renew the right spirit. Within me. I believe in your son Jesus Christ. I believe in his life. I believe in his death. I believe in the resurrection. And he resurrect in me. Save me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Renew my spirit, Lord. I accept Jesus Christ, your son, as my personal savior. I humble myself and I yield to his will, your will. In my life. Lord. Use me now. Use me now. Like never before. I'm yours Lord. I'm yours Lord. Everything I am. Everything I'm not. Everything I've got. I'm yours. Lord. Remain standing for scripture reading. This is the first Sunday. Amen. And for us the first Sunday every month. Amen. We have. Communion, the Lord's Supper. Jesus left three ordinances with us. It was the washing of feet, water baptism, and communion, communing with him. Uh, after that night, he will no longer eat with us until we eat. He eats with us on that great day. But as we do, amen, the word of God is our focus, praise God. I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 23. As we're standing, for I received of the Lord that which also I have delivered unto you, 
that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he break it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest I will and the rest I will set in order when I come. Father, thank you for the bread that represents your body. Thank you for the juice that represents your blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have opportunity. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Washes white as snow. Thank you for the blood. Of Jesus, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Said I would not be free unless there were power in the blood, power in the blood, power in the blood. Said I would not be free unless there was power in the blood, in the precious blood of the Lamb. 
Jesus on that night after he prayed and blessed he take bread and he said take eat and as often as you do this do this in remembrance of me hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah thank you and after the same manner he took the cup and after he blessed it he said take and drink and as often do this also in remembrance of me. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, Wonder-working power in the precious blood. Said I would not be free unless there was power in the blood. Power in the blood. Power in the blood. Said I would not be free unless there was power in the blood. Precious blood of the Lamb. We thank and praise God for you being with us today. Thank you, Greater Harvest. Thank you, Body of Christ. Amen. Your faith is alive. Your faith is well. Your faith is living. You exercise your faith on this day. Amen. And with the same intention, intentionality, with the, 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 the tenacity that you came in here with today, that's what's going to take all week long. Continue to take one day at a time and one step at a time. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your love, your kindness, your tender, sweet mercy more precious than silver or gold. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for this first Sunday in June, year of our Lord, 2021. God, we walk in victory. Walk by faith and not by sight. You've been continually pouring faith, pouring out of your wisdom faith unto us. We're thankful and grateful, Father God. And we know that in days coming, Yes, Lord, you're going to show us. Amen. You're going to show up in our lives because you promised never to leave us, never to forsake us, to go with us even always into the end of the earth. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank God. And amen. Thank you all for coming. Praise God. I'd like to shake those hands who I haven't seen in a while, but yet did not think it robbery to come back and visit with us on today. Hallelujah. Now dismissed in the presence of the Lord.